Ladies and gentlemen, well, mostly gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the Thai Gap Podcast. My name is Bogus Noog, and this week we're talking about why purpose, it's not easy. Um, if you're new to the podcast, the It's Not Easy series follows a certain template. We cover uh, what context we're talking about, then we talk about why it's not easy, and then why it's important. Uh, sometimes that order could get shuffled around. But basically, that's about it. So what do you guys think about purpose? Have you found a purpose to your life? You don't have to tell us what it is, but you can let us know what you generally think of this concept or this topic um, on Instagram. We are at underscore thigh gap. On Twitter, we are at thigh gap. On email, we are mindthighgap at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know what you think about finding your purpose, having a purpose. Did you make the transition to not having a purpose at one point and then actually finding your purpose? You don't have to reveal any specifics, but what was your experience of that? That would be interesting to read. So let us know. All right. So in terms of context for this particular episode, how are we going to use purpose in this episode? I'm mostly talking about an overarching goal. I've heard some people say overarching. I've heard some people say overarching. I'm not sure which is right, but you know, potato, potato. So we're not talking about the short-term goal. You know, when I say purpose in this episode, I'm not talking about anything that is like, what do you want to do tomorrow? What do you want to accomplish in this year? Where do you see yourself five years from now? No, I'm talking about you're on your deathbed. All right, you're waiting for the sweet, cold embrace of the Grim Reaper, who you can pretty much see, you know, he's waving at you. And you're probably thinking of um, challenging him to a chess match or something. But basically, at that point, you know, if you're uh, reflecting back on all the years, how many ever you got, and all that you've done, what would make you reflect back with satisfaction? What would make you content? Where would you want your overall life to head to? You know, in what direction? And if there is one purpose that you think would encompass your entire lifetime, then what would that be? And, you know, you can have multiple tags to it. You know, like it can be a combination of when it comes to my family, it is these few things. When it comes to my passion projects or my hobbies, it is these few things. When it comes to my professional, you know, ambitions, it is of these few things. So yeah, feel free to club it all around. But overall, in your lifetime, you know, what direction would you want it to be heading in? And what would ultimately make you feel that wholesome sense of fulfillment or contentment? You know, that's the kind of purpose that I'm talking about in this particular episode. So it is the longest of long-term goals that we are talking about. By purpose, I also mean what is that thing in our lives that we tend to lose ourselves, you know, involved in, where we kind of lose sense of time, sense of place, we're completely engrossed in those activities. What is that thing that we would kind of, you know, be happy doing for free even? And as is our want, I did a little digging into the origins of the word because I find etymology a little bit interesting. The word purpose as we know it today finds its roots in Old French, but then further back into Greek. But what is actually interesting is the word purpose is made up of two words. One word means forward, 
and the other word means pause or to stay or to be in place and that's what i found a little bit interesting that this word is actually a combination of two words one indicates movement momentum the other one indicates being stationary or you know taking a pause and my own two theories or my own two interpretations from this is it seems to like to me at least it seems to indicate being in one place and thinking ahead in the sense that whenever we think of purpose we're always thinking ahead it's always future tense and the other kind of interpretation is probably that you need to take a pause every now and then and then think ahead otherwise in momentum you probably not in the best frame of mind to think properly or even think right you know so it's a way of course correction or it seems to indicate a realignment you know just to check if you've gone off track a little bit with your plans and you need to correct a few things to ensure you're back on track but ultimately it goes back to that idea of macro and micro the macro being the overarching goal like from way on top what is the overarching goal where do you want things to go and then the micro is you still have to live every day and you still have to make number of decisions every day and wherever it's relevant it probably helps if we always do a check you know a checkpoint with that macro goal or that overarching purpose so any decisions that we're taking in relevant areas if we check that do i see this decision or this choice leading me towards or in the general direction of my overall macro goal if i can see it then maybe i'm still on the right track if i can't see it then either i've derailed somewhere or i'm just not able to see it clearly enough so maybe i have to work on that but it is this calibration or constant checking between macro and micro like everyday decisions are they pointing towards the general direction of you know our overall goal that i think is what actually helps as a lot in terms of our strategy and in terms of our game plan to ensure that we are always on the right track and at any moment we see that the link's broken then probably that's a wake up call for us to readjust and figure out how it broke where it broke what caused it before you know the damage is too high or, or we have to pay too high a price to readjust and realign But yeah, I found that to be very interesting that the root words behind the word purpose, one of them is indicating, you know, a direction, momentum, the other one is indicating being stationary, and they're just two polar opposites. Maybe there's something there. What do you think? Let me know. Now, why is purpose important? I know that you know, probably vaguely, probably in an undefined way, you have an intuitive sense of why it is important. but it's not easy for these concepts to really sink into our bones for us to really absorb what they mean without actually giving some defined form or without crystallizing those vague intuitive feelings that we have about these concepts deep inside one of the best ways to do it is to actually verbalize um an example of that is to just have a conversation with you know like a friend the act of verbalization itself the act of applying words to previously unspoken thoughts is what helps make them more concrete and it's what helps increase our own understanding of you know a certain concept and this is generally why people who teach anything say that they too learn as they are teaching other people 
And the other way to achieve this sort of crystallization, apart from verbalization, is you could say in written form. Like if you're just trying to write down, you have a concept or an idea in your mind. And if you just start writing, you know, what you think about it, um, everything that you think about it, that also, just the act of doing that is giving it form, giving it a definition, and giving it a more crystallized representation into the real world. So just the act of doing that, even though we are reproducing undefined ideas inside of ourselves in a more crystallized way, even though it's coming out of us to begin with, but once we give it that form, it actually, weirdly enough, helps us understand that even better. So why is purpose important? I think in a very general way, it is that basic reason to wake up every other day. And I'm not really talking about wishy-washy motivational stuff like every day when I wake up, I look at myself in the mirror and I tell myself these five things, blah, blah, blah. I never believe that. I don't think that happens. I doubt it. And um, if it does happen, probably that person belongs in an asylum. Because who is not waking up groggy and lazy? Like who is not dragging themselves out of bed? Who doesn't want to sleep for five minutes more? I don't get it. But overall, in a metaphorical sense, you know, purpose is that thing that gives us a reason to wake up, gives us some kind of momentum forward, some kind of meaning to what the hell are we doing and, you know, why the hell are we here in the first place. It fills that hole or that void that we mention a lot. We've mentioned a lot on this podcast, you know, that thing. The phenomenon of famous people, you know, well-accomplished people turning around and saying, that was not it. You know, I still felt miserable. I thought these, these, these goals would really do it for me, but that was not the trick. There was still a hole that needed to be filled there, you know, and the reason why I guess we keep repeating it on this particular podcast, at least, is in our minds, you know, the reaction, the appropriate reaction to that would be something like, you know, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. You know, the kind of reaction that you got to see, manufactured or not, engineered or not, whatever it is. But eventually, the kind of reaction that we all saw on a global scale, it seems more appropriate that this kind of thing, all of this, you know, the masses of people having varied goals in life, you know, struggling day to day, firefighting, trying to make it to whatever objectives they have in mind and going through uncountable number of challenges. But imagine if your ideal or your role model, that ugly word, but your reference point for success is actually coming back and saying, I'm still miserable, I'm going to kill myself. When from your perspective, they have everything that you could probably want. So you're scratching your head. You're like, I don't get it. But really, it, it seems appropriate that the reaction to this should be more audible, visible, I guess. But somehow it's not. But that hole that in the human condition we seem to find it so hard to fill, that hole is actually filled eventually by things like contentment, satisfaction, fulfillment, and yes, purpose. And that's the reason why having a purpose actually acts as a deterrent to multiple things in our lives. It acts against these multiple things. You know, it feeds into things like determination. Having a purpose gives us that determination. There's a reason we know what our battle is. We know why we are fighting. And that gives us determination. 
It gives us a sense of self-confidence. And all these things that I'm listing out, I don't really mean that this is what creates that. What I mean is, in whatever small measures, in whatever varying capacities, purpose has some contribution into these other traits or these other aspects of our lives. Determination is one. I'm not sure how much it contributes into that. All I'm saying is I know that it contributes into that by whatever measure, right? Self-confidence is another thing. Having a purpose gives us a sense of meaning and having a sense of meaning to our lives I guess in some way helps us believe that there is some value to our existence. There is some value to what we're doing every day. It contributes or it feeds into courage because we did an episode on courage. It's not easy. Check it out. Courage is something we talked about, you know, just holding on despite having fear. And what really makes us hold on? What is the reason for holding on? Why hold on? Why not just give in? Probably we hold on because we know what's the value of holding on. Probably we know what's on the other side. Again, intuitively, probably we know it. Maybe purpose is a part of that. It feeds into our overall strategy or direction in life. We already talked about this because we may be making many plans and a lot of things can influence our planning on a day-to-day basis because if we don't have a mental separation or a distinction between a macro and a micro, If all we're thinking about are our short-term plans and the day-to-day firefighting, then there is no anchor, right? There's a risk of us getting completely washed off. And so having that overall purpose is what helps us check every now and then. All of these decisions that I'm making today, all of these short-term plans that I'm making today, am I on the right track or not? You know, am I being too influenced by present-day conditions? Are my plans foolproof? Are my plans slightly time-proof, you know? So it feeds into that, a sense of strategy or direction as well. It feeds into discipline as well. And I guess in a very small capacity. But I think it contributes towards discipline because once our sense of purpose is clear and it is crystallized, it feels so right that we can't really ignore it. We can't deny it. It becomes very hard to argue against it. So the purpose is clear and that helps us drive our short-term planning or our strategies. So the strategies become clear, but then we also know that the only way to actually achieve these things is to be disciplined. Uh, So we have to sort of give way from any kind of procrastination or lazing around to actually having to plan things right. And in my own case, how it's helped me personally is I'll take the example of the podcast. It's a very small example, but it applies on different scales. Before the podcast, I was of the mindset that, oh, my work life is eating up my day and I don't have much time to do many of the other things that I want to do. And then I started one podcast. And then, yes, that initial curve was tough, you know, before it kind of squeezed in to my weekly routine. But eventually, when it got absorbed into my weekly routine, and I was able to make some place for it, then I was thinking of having another podcast in Telugu in my regional language, because there was a part somewhere that wanted to have that. You know, and that's what we talked about. We discussed about this in Thai Gap. But then even when we were thinking about it, there was an additional challenge. Like, do we have the extra bandwidth because we're both having jobs and both have our own challenges around bandwidth? Would we be able to pull it off? And then again, that initial phase after committing and after working on it, that was a bit turbulent. That was a bit tough. 
it's still a little tough every now and then but eventually that also squeezed in and found its own place and the only way we were or we are able to pull off putting two different episodes different content every week it forced i'll speak for myself it forced me to improve on my discipline and that's one of the things that is a major um chink in my armor i would say but it kind of forced because there was no other way around it you know if i felt it was important that we try our damnedest to make sure that every week we are able to do good to the commitment that we make to ourselves first of all that there has to be one english episode going out there has to be one telugu episode going out we don't want to be sporadic about it we don't want to be random about it even if we miss a week you know it doesn't matter now if we miss a week it then it's a big deal it's a big fucking deal doesn't matter you know the sky is not falling the world's not ending if if you miss out on on a week doesn't really matter but unless we have that standard we're never going to do it and the only way to do it is to actually improve on discipline improve on time management and so now we're in a situation where we kind of put up i would say a respectable performance in terms of how regular we are with our uploads and so now it gives way to think about the next thing you know what what else do we want to do and so you know that's the example where just having a sense of purpose helped me out in improving my discipline when discipline is kind of one of my biggest challenge areas well like i mentioned earlier you know it also goes against some traits like it acts as a deterrent to things like depression anxiety you know having a low self worth basically these are things that arise out of the dark unknown these are things that lie in that area of the abyss the darkness where things are not defined you can't see borders or margins around from one thing to the next it's all a blob of undefinable thing again i'm not saying having a purpose will completely negate or remove depression or anxiety all i'm saying is having it contributes in some measure in countering those things so that sense of direction that sense of you know finding our way through life is one of the biggest contributions of purpose and you know ultimately navigation is not going to be easy without a north star you know in navigational terms that's what helps us actually figure out where we are and figure out uh whether we are on the right path or not i guess you know we could cap it off here and say that's why purpose is important that's the role that it plays in our lives and that's the reason why we must pursue having a purpose or finding what our purpose is that investigation of course is not easy but it is very very worth it but let's look at why it's not easy why is purpose not easy in today's world I want to list out a few things that I think are in our way, you know, as obstacles that we either have to find a way around or we have to figure out a way to remove them. The first one of course is information overload or you know the war for attention that we experience today. Like everything everywhere wants to grab our attention because ultimately that's the currency now, our time as consumers and where we spend our time, what we spend it on. we have to seek out information even if we don't information is thrust upon us but this abundance of you know external stimulus it just takes us away from ourselves that's what i'd say is happening it takes us away from ourselves and it gets us thinking more of external crap 
I get that that has some value. You know, you have to participate in society. You have to know what the hell is going on. All that I get, but there is so much of it that it just pulls us away from ourselves a little bit. And what happens in the shadows, you know, is actually it reverses the direction of our thought process. It causes us to think from outside first to inside next. So it's outside in. If I'm going to make some important decisions about my life, I'll end up thinking from outside in. I'll end up giving more importance to the external rather than the internal. So what I'm talking about there is, you know, fuck exploring what I really want to do, fuck exploring how I really feel about things. I'll instead put more weightage and more importance on peer pressure, society, what someone's telling me, their opinion, or what is the prevailing fashion or trend. I'll instead get heavily influenced by that. Whereas if you want to do it in a healthy way, it should always go from inside out. We should always figure out first what resonates within when it comes to finding our purpose. And the second one is, of course, connected to the first one. This is peer pressure or social conditioning or social engineering. You know, it's another thing that causes us to think or strategize outside in rather than inside out. It causes us to fall for, you know, groupthink because we're putting more weightage on external opinions, external ideas, uh, which ideally should be considerations, but they should not be conclusions. You know, regardless of who is talking to us, regardless of how much respect we have for them, ultimately, because it is coming outside in, those opinions, those ideas should be considerations. What I mean by that is, yes, you allow it in through the front door, but it's not in your bedroom yet, right? It's only through the front door. And all kinds of people could come through your front door, but very few people would actually go to your bedroom. You know what I mean? So it's only through the front door and you will still evaluate later on to decide whether you accept or reject that particular idea or that particular opinion. That's what I mean by consideration, which is, okay, you take it a little bit in, but it's not a conclusion. No matter how important or respected the individual is, no matter how much pressure, you know, a particular opinion or an idea comes with, it should never automatically be a conclusion for us. It should always be a consideration. It still has to be evaluated by us, even if at a later time, you know, we don't have to commit agreement at any instant. We can buy time and then evaluate and see whether we really subscribe to that or not. It should not be like, you know, if we're arguing with one individual, because it's mano y mano, you're going to be very vocal in your disagreement. But now if there are four to five individuals who are all yelling the same thing at you, that ideally should not cause us to, you know, get meeker or to submit to that particular idea only because of how loudly it is coming across or with how much intimidation it's coming across. We have to stand our ground. So outside in, only consideration not a conclusion. The next thing is, you know, it's a short-term versus long-term thing. And it's another result of social conditioning that's happening around us, where we are kind of being engineered towards, you know, the shorter attention span, everything happening at an instant. It's caused us to lose our sense of proportion in the sense that any goals that we are making up, we're kind of looking for instant gratification or we're looking for shortcuts everywhere. We can't seem to digest, you know, as a mass or as a generation. We seem to find it very hard to digest that despite all the technology, despite the internet, despite all this, 
the road to actually seeing our goals to fruition still takes probably just as much time, you know, if you average it out. So I don't really buy this nonsense that, oh, everyone's attention spans are getting shorter. Everyone wants things instantly. You know, I don't really buy that it's happening organically. I don't see that happening naturally. It's definitely being engineered. So that sort of social conditioning could also be contributing towards us not making, you know, not naturally or organically making very long-term plans. It could be contributing to us not really thinking about very long-term, like probably the most long-term that we can think of right now automatically, organically, is something like a two-year or a five-year period. Because anything beyond that, it seems unthinkable. It almost seems like a sure shot uh, sign of failure. You know, you have a goal and it's going to take you 10 years to get there. 10 years? And the reason I think that this is social, socially engineered, it is not organic, is because when you look at music consumption patterns, for example, yes, a lot of people do not listen to entire albums nowadays. But if you look at the top charts you will still find music from the 60s, music from the 70s, you know, giving very tough competition to contemporary pop music. And this is coming from the youngest generation as well. They are also actively listening to songs that by all conventional measures should be dead, should be buried by now, should have already rotted. But that's not the case. The next reason why I think it's not easy, the next obstacle in our way is the blank slate problem. You know, because the very first question anyone would ask themselves on the question of purpose probably could be, hang on a second, do I have a purpose right now? Do I know what the purpose of my life is? And if that answer is a no, then you're dealing with the blank slate problem, which is every creative's nightmare. You know, the blank sheet. You have to start from scratch. That is not easy. And probably that's something we'll talk about in creativity. It's not easy. Coming up soon. Subscribe and share. But I'd say that it's still a good news. You know, there is a silver lining there. If we actually spend some time asking ourselves the question, do I have a purpose or not? Do I know what my purpose is? Even if the answer is no, just the fact that we've asked ourselves that question already gets us a level up over many, many, many swaths of people that have not even asked themselves that question. So if we don't have a purpose today, then all that means is we don't have enough reference information. We don't have enough material to point us in one direction or the other. So all we need is more intake, more experimentation. So what I mean by that is, first of all, yes, the first question is going to be, what are the things that I find myself losing my sense of time in? What are those activities? Have I already come across that stuff? If we have, then that would be a starting point for experimentation. What I mean by that is the initial impression could be that, oh yeah, I'm losing myself in this. It seems really interesting, really engrossing. And that could be the infatuation stage. Once we actually try to pursue that for a while, then pretty quickly it becomes clear that, okay, this is not something I want to keep doing. You know, this is not something I see myself giving those 10,000 hours to become an expert, for example. And so that point where we realize that we just spent some time and energy on something we realized was not going to be our purpose, that is also good news. That is also a level up. Because in this game of finding our purpose, both addition and subtraction or negation are both welcome. 
both are actually pushing us in the same direction. And that's the reason why we need to take in as much intake as possible. Explore as much as possible. Get exposed to as many things, as many options as possible. So that some will indicate to us that that's something we might be interested in. And then others will indicate to us that that's definitely not something we are interested in. So the outcome of addition and negation only tend to propel us even faster towards what our overall purpose is going to be. And so that's the reason why both of those are good news. There is no lose in this situation. The other and final uh, factor that stands in our way to forming a proper purpose or to finding the right purpose for ourselves, the other obstacle that makes it not easy to get purpose right is our tendency to form a purpose statement that is maybe a little self-absorbed, maybe a little too materialistic. What I mean by that is if I started thinking, what is my purpose in life and do I have a purpose in life? The answer is no. Okay, so I need to have a purpose in life. What's it going to be? And if I come up with things like, I want to get rich, I want to have money, I want to have X number of properties in X locations, anything to do with money, anything to do with just me, 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 you know, if that's the main focus, then we should take it for granted that's not a properly formed purpose statement we should take it for granted that that's going to only lead us down the wrong path. And that's not going to lead us to contentment or fulfillment. That's not going to lead us to joy. That's only going to lead us to misery. So if our overarching purpose statement, all encompassing everything in our lives, if our overarching purpose statement does not have any aspect of contribution to others, or if it does not have any aspect of value or benefit to other people, then that's when we can take it for granted that that's not a good purpose statement. And it doesn't have to be like many people, it doesn't have to be hundreds or thousands of people, even if it's just a few handful people around us, that's still good enough. The reason I say this is, however we look at it, in any which way we look at it, objectives of contentment, satisfaction, fulfillment are inarguably greatly enhanced when we're making some kind of a contribution for the benefit of someone else. And there's no way around it. I'll even go one step further than that. Regardless of what morality we are talking about, regardless of what contribution really resonates with you, positive, negative, whatever, without that external aspect, without the other people, it's not going to be much of a purpose. And we can see that in the whole aspect of, you know, fame or celebrity. One of the main reasons we as people, you know, think about pursuing those things, a part of it is, of course, material objectives. Part of it is validation from people. And part of it is vanity. So it's looked at in a negative light because ultimately these three things kind of get mushed together and uh, they get passed off as one thing. But the vanity aspect of it is definitely a negative thing. The material goals aspect of it, can't really say that's a negative thing, but there has to be a limit to that. Otherwise, then it becomes a negative thing. But the validation aspect of it, I don't think is a negative thing at all. Because what's happening there is you're putting in the work and you see a reaction from a fellow human being. You see them validating, appreciating what you've done. You see proof of the fact that 
whatever it is that you did ended up providing a random individual you didn't even know existed some amount of joy. And that's the high, you know, that's what gives you that high. So this validation thing is very closely linked to that aspect of contributing to other people in some way that I'm talking about, you know, providing some value to people as a whole. And it doesn't matter if that is material value or immaterial value. It doesn't matter if we know that we're doing it, if we are aware of what the value is, or if we don't know what the value is. Well, then the question could arise, if we don't know what the value is, then how do we know that what we're doing could provide some value? The only way to that is authenticity and integrity. If we're being authentic to ourselves, and if you're acting with integrity, then for sure, it is going to provide value to someone or the other. And the number of people doesn't really matter. Even if it is just one person outside of you, that's good enough. So when we tend to have statements of purpose that are more self-absorbed, but they don't account for any kind of contribution to society or to people as a whole, then that's not a very good purpose statement. But of course, an intention to excel in whatever purpose we've picked for ourselves, that itself will automatically provide value to someone else. You know, whether we know what value that's going to provide or not, it doesn't matter. As far as I'm concerned, having talked all this while on the topic, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't clarify what my own situation was. I do know what my purpose is. It is sort of vague. But I do know the general direction. And I'll be honest, I don't think I want to articulate it in public. I feel more right about keeping it to myself, you know. And eventually, hopefully in actions, it will be more apparent. But yeah, ultimately, I do agree. I feel like uh, it's a very private thing. It's like conversations about the whole concept of purpose, conversations about why it's not easy, conversations about how to probably go about creating one or identifying one for ourselves. All of that seems fine. But to actually talk about what it is, that seems a little too private. Kind of like voting. But anyways, this episode went a bit longer than I thought it would, but I had fun. And if you stuck around this long, kudos to you. Give us a shout on our socials, on Twitter, at ThighGap, on Instagram, at underscore ThighGap. And the email is mindthighgap at gmail.com. But, ladies and gentlemen, for all the aforementioned reasons and all the blah, 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 purpose is not easy. Thigh gap, subscribe, and share.